Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. This episode of A Healthy Bite is sponsored by Pure Organic, the folks helping us take a sweeter bite out of life. With Pure Organic Stevia, I'm able to create desserts such as my low-carb salted caramel peanut crunch chocolate bars. What do we love about Pure's Organic Stevia? No calories, no sugar, and never anything artificial. That's because Pure takes the highest quality non-GMO stevia leaves from organic plants to make their sweeteners while avoiding chemicals, additives, and artificial processes. Find Pure products at pureorganic.com. That's P-Y-U-R-E-O-R-G-A-N-I-C.com. On today's Healthy Bite, I am talking to Samantha Miller, and she is with the Food Cycler Company, and we are going to be talking about how Food Cycler can help you reduce the amount of waste that you send to the landfill. So basically, Food Cycler is a green food waste reducing machine. It is an eco-smart technology that transforms all of your leftovers into food for your garden and plants. It's a really an amazing invention. I am so fascinated and I can't wait to get into this interview and talk to Samantha. I have a million questions to ask her. And so let's just go ahead and jump right into the interview and start talking about Food Cycler. Well, Samantha, first, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? I'm the communications manager at Food Cycler, so I kind of handle the blog writing and I get into the the nitty gritty of like the science of it with uh, with the engineering stuff to kind of communicate that to the public, essentially. Tell us what the Food Cycler is for the people that may be listening that don't really know what a food cycler is and then we'll talk about why we need you know something like this out there on the market sure so the food cycler um, is a closed loop technology which is essentially and i'm i'm simplifying it is a countertop composter um, so what it does is it recycles food waste um, within on an average of five hours and turns it into a uh, nutrient rich fertilizer for your garden um, so it, it's sterile, it's pathogen-free, it kills weed seeds, um, and it works in five hours, whereas comp- traditional compost would take about uh, anywhere between four weeks to like 18 months. <laughs> okay, you said it kills weed seeds. Tell me what you mean. So in, uh, in cold composting versus hot composting, you'd put um, food waste in or other plant, other dead plants and stuff, and if it's not, uh, it doesn't reach certain temperatures, the weed seeds can get actually um, transplanted to the rest of your garden. So the food cycler kills weed seeds so that whenever you're using it, you're not bringing all these weeds into your garden. Right. right. Okay. And, you know, as far as composting goes, I think composting is great. And I know you guys do too, but there are some things that can go wrong with composting, traditional mm-hmm. composting, you know, when you're carrying your eggshells and banana peels and avocado pits and stuff out to your outdoor composting. Can you tell us a little bit about the science of what can go wrong with composting? Absolutely. So compost is actually kind of a finicky thing because you have to turn it regularly. Um, if it's too wet, if it's too dry, if it's too hot or cold, 
um, the aerobic bacteria will die and then you're kind of left with this um, this sticky, icky mess essentially in your backyard and it'll take a really long time to break down. So unless you're kind of paying very close attention to what you're doing with the compost, it it'll just take forever and it can actually emit methane and attract pests and cause odors. And we've had, we've heard of people actually having um, compost piles that burst into flames. So that's interesting. Oh my. It's so hot that it just kind of, it doesn't happen often, but we've heard about that. Right. Well, this is the problem with having actually having um, waste in our landfills is because it does produce this, you know, it gets hot and that's a problem with having landfills. And so what I love about composting and the food cycler is that we're diverting this food waste from the landfill. So tell us how food cycler. So I'm going to share some videos. So if you're listening to this podcast, instead of watching it on YouTube, you, this is one episode you may want to go check out the YouTube video because we have a unit that we've been using. Thank you for sending that to us. We love using it. So we've been using it for a couple of weeks and I'd say we probably did 12 to 14 buckets full of food waste. And it just brought it down to one little box of beautiful fertilizer that I can't wait to mix in with our plants. I had some friends over and I was like, Oh, look, I'm so excited. Look at this food cycler. And my friends were like putting their hands in it. Oh, I love this. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, So one of my big goals is to reduce how much stuff we take um, to the dumpster because we live in an apartment and so Mm -hmm. composting isn't really easy for us. I know that there are some people who live in apartments that try composting, but that can go wrong really quickly in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Right. So the food cycler really comes in handy for people in apartments, right? Absolutely. It's really, it's, um, it's perfect for urban people who don't have the space, but who want to make a difference and who want to limit their carbon, uh, carbon footprint. And um, people don't realize, but they actually like one household will generate approximately 500 pounds of food waste a year, which is just crazy. Um, it's landfills are 20% food waste. And that's a math that creates a massive amount of methane, like trillions and trillions of tons, you know, a year. Um, of methane gas, which is actually 30 times more potent and more um, uh, conductive of atmospheric heat than the CO2 from our cars. So it actually insulates that that atmospheric heat more than CO2. Amazing. So if you really want to make an impact, I mean, uh, it's more budget friendly and obviously it has a bigger impact just to start dealing with your food waste rather than maybe going out Mm -hmm. buying an electric car. I have a podcast about that or I tried an electric car and where we live, it's not a possibility (laughs) yet. There's no way to charge an electric car where we live. But I felt so good about using this food cycler because one of my goals is to take very little stuff to the dump. Um, We Mm -hmm. have a dumpster and I have to pass by it leaving my apartment and it makes me so sad to see how much stuff is going in there. So we have a goal to really reduce that. And so we have a tiny, tiny trash can in our kitchen. And so um, one of the big things with living in an apartment is what do I do with my food waste? And I don't want to put it down the garbage disposal because that is a problem in itself. And, you know, we also love to grow plants. So the food cycler was just a no brainer. 
So tell me a little bit about the product that comes out of the food cycler at the end of its three to five hour cycle, because it's mm -hmm. amazing. We put our scraps in there, turn it on when we go to bed and the next day, what do we have? Tell me about it. So it's a, like I think I mentioned before, it's a nutrient rich soil amendment. Um, it's, so it's not like compost and where compost has tons of bacteria and microbes, but once you incorporate the soil amendment into the soil, it actually regenerates all those bacteria because the soil itself has bacteria. So it's essentially adding really crucial biomatter to the soil and it has an NPK of approximately 411, depending on what you're putting in which is really good for plant growth and it, it'll just send those stems right to the sky it's okay uh, well it's tell us let me interrupt you tell us what mpk is right so mpk is a short form of nitrogen phosphorus and potassium which are like the three micro, uh, macronutrients that soil requires to to grow and to uh, or so plants that require to grow uh, big and strong essentially um, and there are other micronutrients, which the food sector also provides based on what you're putting into the unit, but those are the main ones. And that's kind of how, uh, that's why we call it a fertilizer because it has those three um, macronutrients and, and, and like a high amount, a high ratio. Right. And so when you go into maybe a garden center and you're looking mm -hmm. for a, a chemical fertilizer, so I know a lot of people do that, um, yeah. which you know, this is a much more natural way to get a mm. fertilizer, but you'll see those numbers. And so you're Absolutely, saying this yeah. is 411. Absolutely. This is like a, a homemade version of that synthetic fertilizer. So it doesn't have any bacteria. It's not going to rot. You can store it for up to a year. Um, so you can keep it over the winter if you're living in a cold, cold climate and you only want to garden in the summer and, and spring. Um, then you can store that and then incorporate that whenever it's uh, helpful for you. Amazing. So best of both worlds, kind of. So you're taking something that you would typically throw in the um, trash can mm -hmm. and you're turning it into something that you can use that you might be buying from mm -hmm. the store to make your plants grow. So basically it's not even just budget friendly, like you're beyond saving money. You're, you're yeah. actually making money when you use this product because Absolutely. you would be buying this fertilizer, but now you're, you're taking care of two problems. You're not sending this stuff to the landfill and you're avoiding having to buy the fertilizer at the garden. So that in and of itself to me is so amazing. So basically you just take your food scraps and put them into the bucket and it holds quite a bit. I mean, yeah, there were days five liters or so. Yeah. Yeah. There were days we have a large family, but there were days that we, you know, only had it filled halfway. So we waited till the next day mm -hmm. to turn it on and it just reduces it down to such a small amount. Tell us a little bit about how it works. So it uses, we call it an aerobic digestion process. So essentially the grinding arms will turn the food waste over a period of three to five hours and apply heat and air so that it really reduces it by uh, up to 90% in volume um, while killing all those weed seeds and those path pathogens, which makes it possible that, so you can put meat and dairy um, in the, in the food cycle, which you can't with traditional compost. Right, absolutely. So it's, uh, so it's because of that, that process that you can do that, which is pretty cool. 
So you can put fish bones in there. You can put eggshells in there. Chicken bones as well. Yeah. Chicken bones. And that's definitely something you would not want to put in your compost pile in your backyard. (laughs) You'd get some raccoons visiting you for sure if you did that. Definitely. It's a much cleaner way of getting rid of your food waste. I I absolutely love how quiet it is, Mm -hmm. um, how simple it is to use. So tell me a little bit about the energy consumption, because I know that might be a topic for people who are trying to reduce their carbon footprint. Absolutely. So it's actually, um, depending on where you live, it's actually uh, emits less CO2 during its life cycle than a backyard compost pile, which is crazy. So if you have uh, re, uh, renewable energy where you live, then it's less than a compost pile. But with without renewable energy, it's actually equivalent, equivalent or just a little bit more um, CO2 emitting than compost pile. And that includes the manufacturing process and everything. So it uses 0.8 kilowatts per hour over the three to five hour cycle. So that's, that's not like per hour, that's 0.8 kilowatts divided by the amount of hours it runs. So it's essentially using about four cents for a cycle, which is nothing. It's, it's basically like running a desktop computer. That's amazing. Yeah. That was one of the first things my son said. He's very intelligent about these things and very interested in setting this first thing. He said, well, you're, you're using electricity to do that mom. And I'm like, yes, but when you send the unit, you get a little instruction booklet, just some little cards that tell about the kilowatt hours, how much is used and stuff. So I thought that was really neat. And I was like, no, look. (laughs) So that got us talking and, you know, I have teenagers. And so we, we have some really um, big debates around the dinner table a lot of times. So let's switch gears a little bit. I know that food waste is really important to the company that you are working for. So tell us a little bit about some steps that people can take to, because you said you write the blog post there, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading one of your blog posts about reducing food waste, how to like meal prep and stuff. I think you even have printables on your yes, blog. That's right. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So something I like to bring to our blog posts um, and my life in general, and that Food Cycler has really helped me with, is to really consider your actions and to really think about every the impact that every one of your actions can have. So when I write a blog post, I think, like we're all people just trying to get by in life, but what are some things that we can really think about? Like what are some angles that we can look at to really change our our behavior and to at least consider it, you know, mm-hmm. and see what we can change. Um, so whenever you're shopping, um, are you shopping for the, the discounted vegetables or are you buying things with lots of packaging? Is there an option to limit the amount of packaging around the foods that you're buying? Um, and just things like that, like really considering your actions and like living with, with meaningfulness, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I do too. And I think you had some steps in there. Um, like, you know, check your refrigerator and pantry mm-hmm. before you go to the supermarket and only buy the amount of food that you can actually eat before it goes back. Cause how many of us are guilty? I know I yeah. probably have <laughs> lettuce in my refrigerator right now that is wilty and ready to go in my food cycle. <laughs> Common culprit. Yeah. (laughs) Lettuce. (laughs) Don't get me started on lettuce. (laughs) Seriously, people complain about avocados and I'm like, leave the avocado alone. Lettuce is killing me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it it takes so much water to, to 
grow just one head of lettuce you know it's nothing compared to the meat um which is like i, I forget i read a stat somewhere it's like two thousand liters or something for one pound of meat uh, wow. just, just wow. for water it's crazy so like everything we do really kind of comes back to like it came from somewhere and it's going somewhere you know so it doesn't you don't throw something away it doesn't just disappear it goes somewhere just like whenever you buy something it didn't just kind of appear in a supermarket so exactly um, yeah knowing just being well educated about our buying choices is so important right and I mean it's more budget friendly as well when you're mm-hmm. more thoughtful about what you're purchasing at the supermarket absolutely yeah Right. So I know, you know, like the lettuce, that's one thing, but I mean, there's some food waste that we just can't really avoid. I mean, I know I've got some leftovers in there, but my husband usually eats all of our leftovers. So (laughs) I don't usually have too many leftovers to worry about, but you know, you have banana peels and and things like that. Right. Can you put avocado pits in the food cycler? Yeah. We have, we used to think, Oh no, we couldn't cause it's a pit, but it's actually, I guess, composed in such a way that there's like a lot of air in it or something. I don't know know why but it does cycle them yeah we Um, actually grow avocado plants from a lot of our avocado pits but some of them never do take root so I'm going to start putting them in there because I was like I wonder if it can handle the the avocado pits but I was amazed at how well it just it it really looks almost like dirt at the end of the cycle I put a cantaloupe peel in there like the rind of a cantaloupe. And when it came out, you could almost on some of the little flakes, it almost looked like little flakes of dehydrated cantaloupe. You could see the pattern on there. It was amazing, but most of it just looks like dirt when you're done. Um, The cool thing about this is that there's no odor. It's not putting off a terrible odor. So how did you Mm -hmm. manage that? What, what is in the unit that keeps this from happening? Yeah, so we use um, activated carbon filters. Um, so they're they're kind of like screwed into the back of the unit, and the whenever the um, slight moisture and and odors come from the the unit, they go through those carbon filters. So it's kind of wicked away. So like you won't smell those until it's time to change your filters, and then a fil- change filter light will come on to like you know like change these things. Oh, the light comes on to indicate yeah. you need to change your filters. That's yeah, so you get about five hundred cycle hours out of every filter set. And then, That's yeah, and then it's about, I would say it's about $70 a year or so to, to keep those filters. And if you have, um, we have customers who put them in uh, the food cycler in a garage. So if you don't want to buy filters all the time and you don't mind a little bit of odor every now and then, just like put it in the corner of your garage. Mm-hmm. Those options. For the first week, I kept mine on my kitchen counter just because I was so fascinated with it. <laughs> And I wanted to just play with it. Um, yeah. Then later, because we have a small kitchen, I went ahead and put it in my laundry room, which is right next to my kitchen. And it's just, it's so much fun. Honestly, I know I'm so geeky, but I would just love to, my daughter even, she's 11. She goes, let's put this in the food cycler. So <laughs> it's it's kind of fun. I think every kitchen should have one. We've, we've really enjoyed using ours. So I know that you have another tablet that you can use. Can you tell me about this tablet that come, that you can order to yes. go with your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So they're called Foodalyzer tablets, a uh, little pun there. Um, so but essentially, <laughs> essentially you um, put them in a, a bottle, like a liter of water, and it'll kind of like fizz up. And then you can spray that on your soil after you've already incorporated the food, uh, the food cycler byproduct. So that the only thing that does really is just speed up the process of breaking down that food waste and reintroducing those microbes. So it's just a probiotic essentially. 
Oh, so it's like a probiotic for your plants. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of so cool. So, okay. I see. So you could kind of almost consider the um, byproduct of the food cycler to be like your prebiotic. And then yeah. you have this little tablet that's your probiotic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's really cool. Was there anything else that you would tell us about the food cycler that I may have overlooked? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I love mine. I know I'm a little biased, but it's made a huge difference um, because I know so many people want to make a difference, but they just don't have the time or space. And I don't think there should be any shame in not being able to compost and not being able to reduce your waste in traditional ways. That's why we have technology to kind of take care of these issues. So it's a uh, work smarter, not harder is my, <laughs> I think would be my closing note. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree with that. I also love mine. And I, like I said, reducing waste is one of my big goals. And I try not to have to recycle a lot of stuff because that's still, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but, but I have noticed a huge difference in how much waste that I have to carry out of my home since we've had the food cycler and I can't wait to use the fertilizer stuff in our plants. So I'll be making sure that I share some video updates of that later. So if you're watching or listening, make sure you subscribe so that you can see all of the future videos and stuff that we share um, with what we do with the food cycler. So Samantha, thank you so much for being here. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Happy food cycling. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.